there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one pleasurable page of Talmud each day. And I say pleasurable because in today's pages, Kiddushin 5 and 6, we find the following amazing nugget. The rabbis are talking about the different ways in which a man and a woman might become betrothed, and they are stopping to talk about two in particular. The marriage contract, which guarantees a financial sum of money, and sexual intercourse. And here is what they have to say. What about the fact that the common denominator of money and intercourse is that their benefit, i.e. pleasure, is great? The Gemara says, the case of a document proves otherwise, as no great pleasure is derived from receiving a document, and yet it can be used to acquire a woman. This raises so many questions. Uh, does money really give the same kind of pleasure as sexual intercourse? Can you really not derive pleasure from a document? I had a lot of trouble here. And so I turned to one of the wisest people I know, Tablet Magazine's editor-in-chief, and my dear friend, welcome back to the show, Rabbi Alana Newhouse. Hi. Okay, so this small passage raises many big problems. Uh, so let's start with the most obvious one. The rabbis say, the case of a document proves otherwise is no great pleasure is derived from receiving a document. Now, we're in the document business. We read, we produce documents all day long. Can, can we really not derive pleasure from documents? I derive pleasure from documents every day. But what I find interesting is whether the pleasure is the end or the means. And what I find very interesting about this text is that the pleasure is the means of achieving an end. It's very interesting that you would bring up something being the means to an end, because if you look at it and you try to compare sexual intercourse and money, they seem actually completely at odds. First of all, as the Beatles, you know, those famous Jewish scholars famously said it, uh, money cannot buy love. And in the case of many people we know, also cannot really buy happiness and doesn't actually seem to be as good of a means to an end, whereas sexual intercourse seems to be kind of an end in of itself, isn't it? I, I think that when you formulate it like that, that actually money and sex are the same. They do both give temporary but real pleasure. And in both cases, that pleasure can be transient and it can be something that exists and then goes away. Or it can be pleasure that builds on itself and that actually helps solidify something more permanent, which is what I think is the case in this stuff. I think that, that what they're trying to explain is, is that these are keys or instruments via which stability and solidity can be achieved. And what I find like pretty insightful is that the road, it, it's, it's in some senses, it, it's an inversion of our contemporary understanding of how we encourage people to do things. In so many ways, we, we think that people should offer or reach for stability in an attempt to get pleasure. And in this rendition, it's the opposite. You actually use pleasure, you use our natural impulse and need for certain joys in order, in an effort to achieve stability and potentially long-term commitment and joy, which strikes me as actually kind of an interesting upside-down way of seeing things, but 
probably psychologically more correct. This is really interesting. This perhaps is why the rabbis insisted that even if you're the greatest Talmudic scholar or the greatest Torah scholar, you have an obligation to have a day job and earn money and also an obligation to fulfill your you know, sexual duties to your wife. Basically saying exactly that. If you want stability, build it on a foundation of many, many, many touch points of transient pleasure. Yes, and into that pile I would add, don't forget the documents. As somebody who loves and appreciates lawyers, I will say that my day has been made more than once by a particularly good document. Alana Newhouse, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one. Subscribe to our newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter or email us at take one at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at take one dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.